It's time for another episode of the Franchise Business Radio Show, broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise.City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And Franserve, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. More info at Franserve.com. Now, here's your host, certified franchise consultant, Pamela Curry. Hello, this is Pamela Curry, franchise consultant for aspiring entrepreneurs looking to invest in a franchise, as well as the host of the Franchise Business Radio Show, powered by Franchise City. The Franchise Business Radio Show was founded to be a platform to bring together business professionals to connect, educate, and collaborate to serve those considering franchise ownership, as well as to serve the franchise community. As a business owner, you have to wear multiple hats. You have your operation hat. You have your financial hat. You have a customer service hat, sales hat. And today, we're going to be talking about the marketing hat. Great news. If you are a franchisee or if you're considering becoming a franchisee, basically, you're double-headed. <laughs> I realize that's a bad joke, but what I'm specifically referring to there is that you have the franchisor that is helping you as a franchisee and is very instrumental in helping you with all of these different hats, including the marketing hat. Today, we have an expert, a chief marketing officer expert, Brian Zaslow, on the, on the show today, and he's going to help us accelerate your growth through marketing best practices whether you are a franchisor or a franchisee. Welcome, Brian. Hi, Pam. How are you today? Thanks for having me on your show. (laughs) Very excited to have you on the show. Brian, for our listeners, tell them a little bit about your background. Sure, I'll be glad to. I've had the opportunity to work in marketing and franchising and uh, for a big part of my career. A little bit of background. I started my career working in advertising agencies. I worked for a regional agency in suburban Philadelphia, as well as a national agency. And what I really enjoyed were the accounts that I worked on, which were the franchise businesses. I had an opportunity to be the agency of record for a national um, food franchise, as well as regional automotive repair franchise in about seven cities across the country. And that's really what got me interested in franchising. Uh, my career expanded there beyond the ad agency business, and I worked in corporate marketing for Aramark Corporation, the big food and facility service provider, managing a business group, where I also had an opportunity to work with franchisees with different partnerships to help our clients. I left Aramark and actually, because of my interest in franchising, became a franchisee uh, <laughs> with a partner. Uh, I was the president and operating partner of a Krispy Kreme Donuts franchise for seven years. We had six stores in the Philadelphia area, and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience that kind of uh, rounded out my whole franchise experience. Currently, I am a consultant running the Zaslow Marketing Group, where I help franchisors and franchisees accelerate their growth through marketing and helping them to succeed with their businesses um, with my experience, my blended experience in all the areas I've been involved with, with marketing. Thank you for sharing. And uh, I guess I have two quick thoughts there. By the way, sorry about the Phillies. Um, we still have the Eagles. 
<laughs> had to bring that up, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but also you mentioned being a franchisee. You're a franchisee with Krispy Kreme. Uh, how did that experience enhance and shape your marketing business? That's a good question. And as people have uh, I've talked about that with, what I've told them was being a franchisee was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. I loved it. And I believe that by being an operator, being a franchisee and seeing that side of the business, it, it's made me a better marketer because now I have an understanding of how things work for the people that I would serve that would be my clients, whether it's the franchisor or the franchisee. I have hands-on experience, both managing the business, working on the business and working in the business. So that has made me a unique and different marketer than lots of others because I've had hands-on experience, whether it's running the business and looking at the financials, it's widened me in terms of being going beyond marketing, and it's given me real practical business experience, P&L experience, making payroll, supply chain, operations, selling donuts, making donuts. So <laughs> I've done it all in that business. And all of it is related to marketing and driving traffic and also providing a really wonderful customer experience. Wow. Well, you just listed a lot more hats <laughs> that you need to often wear as a business owner. Uh, you know, we're using the term fractional CMO. Uh, I think first, would you just explain what is a fractional CMO and specifically how does it benefit a franchisor? Sure. A fractional CMO is a chief marketing officer. That's what CMO stands for. And when I call myself fractional, it means that I can work for companies on a part-time basis. And that could be a benefit for franchisors, especially for emerging brands that maybe have less than 100 locations because they're growing and they're trying to build their business and they may not be able to afford a full-time senior level marketer at that time, yet they need the experience and the knowledge of a senior level marketer to develop strategies and processes and programs in place for their business and for their franchisees. So the fractional part shows that I can work on a part-time basis for them, but they'll get a senior level person sitting at the table. Uh, they don't have to pay for my taxes, my payroll, and uh, it's, it's a much more affordable way to get senior level thinking uh, for a business. And some of the areas that I work in doing that uh, is really accelerating growth, whether for a franchisor, it's for their consumer programs, for their franchisees, or for it's to help them sell franchises. I've done both. Uh, strategic planning, developing marketing plans, branding, customer loyalty and retention, local store marketing. And I also have experience leading and managing both advertising co-ops and ad councils for franchisors where their franchisees can get a voice and help support things locally with their marketing programs. So it's essentially just like a full-time marketing VP would be, but it's on a part-time basis. So what I say is put me on your staff, not your payroll. <laughs> I like that. I, hey, can we kind of take a step back? I mean, with all of your experience and depth and breadth, I mean, what are you seeing as common challenges? Uh, there's common challenges that business owners are, are having when it comes to their own marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. I think some of the challenges are 
not understanding that marketing is really rooted in facts, data, and good solid information to make decisions on. You can't just do it from seat of the pants. So you have to really know the information so that you can make valid decisions and accurately measure success. I think also some of the challenges are that people are impatient in this digital world that we live in for results. And it takes time to build a brand, to find the essence of what you do different and better than others, and then communicate it and give it time for people to get multiple impressions of your brand in different spots to be able to succeed in getting the phone to ring, to get someone to come to your store, for someone to make an appointment, whatever it is your objectives are, marketing takes time. And I think some of the misperceptions are that it can happen quickly. It has to happen with an investment of time and money. And I think that you need to have reliable and skilled marketers doing the work. So people that have other responsibilities and say, well, I'll do the marketing too. You may be the president or the owner of a business and you'll do marketing as a, as a part-time. It just won't work that way. It's better to rely on professionals. Makes sense. So you just shared a couple of uh, what I would call significant uh, best practices for putting together uh, a marketing plan. Uh are there any other best practices that you'd like to share just when it comes to identifying marketing opportunities? Sure. A lot of things that I like to teach my clients and what I work on with them is that you have to have a process for uh, doing the work that you do. So in my mind, what I really do is I have a process, which I call the inside out process. And I think that that would be what my advice would be in terms of how to do things successfully. And what I mean by the inside out process is I think that to do marketing successfully, you have to have your house in order, so to say, uh, before you invest any money externally, before you spend money on advertising. And what are the things that you have to do internally? Those are the things like making sure that your product is in the right place or your service. Do you have the right data and insights to be able to capture information once you do it or to make decisions? Um, are your operations in place? You can have a great marketing plan to drive people to your stores, but if you don't understand how to serve a customer or how to turn out your product quickly or efficiently, it's not going to work. You have to have a deep knowledge of your financials and how you make money, and your employees have to be tied into all of that. It's at that point when you can look to the outside in terms of focusing in on advertising, brand messaging, customers, competition, the environment. And, and But I really think you need to do the inside-out marketing by starting on the inside. And I think that's a great way for people to move forward. Yeah. And as I kind of mentioned, you know, in the kickoff of the show, you know, I, I tell future franchisees and current franchisees, uh, you're double-headed, right? You got the franchisor and you also have yourself as the franchisee. And that's good news. You're not doing this all by yourself. Um, and when I think about a franchisee, you know, they're focusing on marketing, but they have so many other responsibilities. And so how, how does a franchisee even have time to focus on marketing with all of the other business responsibilities that they have? Sure. I think that it's important for someone to realize if they're going to buy a franchise, that they're running a business. So as part of a business, HR, uh, financials, operations, and marketing all have to be a part of what they do. And for a franchisee, I think that they recognize the fact that they've chosen to join a system. So what I really believe is 
trust your franchisor to help support you with marketing. I really think it's incumbent upon the franchisor to have programs for the franchisee. And I really think it's incumbent upon the franchisee to follow the program and execute what's recommended to you, because those are the professionals who are doing it. So just as you're paying for a franchise system, utilize the marketing programs that they have for you. But I think it even goes, Pam, a little bit further. Uh I think that franchisees need to make sure that they focus on the customer experience more than anything, because we do know that the best customers are repeat customers. And if you can get someone to come to your business more than once, the lifetime value of a customer, which we can also measure, really makes your marketing investment go further. You have a customer acquisition cost that you're going to make to get a customer to come to you one time, but you're going to show them the love and enhance the customer experience and focus on retention. That's an important marketing strategy. So that's really important for me. Two other things I would say. A franchisee should know their trading area, their community, and their competition better than anyone else. That's their responsibility. And they need to dig in and know their trading area and everything that goes in on it because the franchisor isn't going to do that for you. That's their responsibility. And the other thing would be that there are so many no-cost, low-cost, local marketing tactics that franchisees can execute. A good franchisor is going to provide the franchisee with a local marketing toolkit or playbook. I've written a few of those in my career for different franchise brands. And if you follow the programs in there and execute and do a good job executing, get involved with your community, get involved with organizations, sample, find the local influencers, trade shows, get involved with school districts, charities, you'll be successful because none of those things really cost a lot of money. But again, as I said, knowing your trading area, they're all part of it. So I think that that's really an important part of it. Yeah, great advice for the franchisee. Uh, so let's talk Let's talk to our franchisors. What advice sure. do you give them? Well, as I guess a, uh, a link to the franchisees, I would say that franchisors need to listen to their franchisees because they're the feet on the street. They're the pulse. I know when I was a franchisee, we had some great ideas that we wanted to do uh, that we recommended to the franchisor. And they listened. It didn't mean every time that they accepted them, but there was an open forum to listen to ideas from franchisees. I think we all know it's cliched, but it's true that the best ideas come from the field. And I think French good franchisors know that and they listen to their franchisees. And I really do believe that that's really an important part of it. Uh, but as far as what you know, I think a franchisor really needs to do is they need to make sure that they are focusing in on their brand and finding a way to make their USP or their unique selling proposition their point of difference in the marketplace. Because there's a lot of businesses and a lot of franchise ors that sell the same thing. You know, whether it's food or services or repairs or remodeling or quick oil changes, you can find multiple brands in every category. So I think it's incumbent upon a franchisor to find their point of difference, develop their brand message and execute it. That's really important. And I think that they have to make sure it works to mark, develop a marketing plan that's based upon a solid business plan. And I think all that needs to tie together. The marketing plan should come from the business plan and it should support franchisees. It should support the business mission and vision. And if they don't have that, 
They got to work on the inside first and create the mission and the vision and really focus in one of the other things I didn't talk about my background is I'm also a marketing instructor at Temple University where I teach marketing and advertising. And I would say that if the franchisor focuses on the four P's of marketing, place, price, product, and promotion, the basics, they're going to be successful. And keeping it simple for their franchisees is really the best thing. So those are the things that I see. And I do see it as a dual opportunity, Pam, where you need to have a marketing plan for two different types of businesses. Once someone decides they're going to be a franchisor, they're now in the business of selling franchises, different than their core business. So you need a marketing objective, strategy, plan, and tactics to sell franchises. And then you need a marketing plan to make sure you can sell your core product or service. So it's a dual responsibility of the franchisor. And that's where you need a marketing professional to help. That makes perfect sense to me. Uh, would you classify that, which you just shared there, which was a lot? Are those really the key strategies uh, for a franchisor to consider? Or is I believe, any- yeah, I believe so. I think yeah. the strategies are uh, really based upon the thing you need to do with a strategy is the first thing you need to do is set objectives. So Mm -hmm. determine what are your goals? What's going to make your business successful? As I talk about accelerating growth, is it retention? Is it introducing a new product? So a franchisor, in order to develop strategies, first has to develop objectives and they have to find out what determine what are they going to want to accomplish. Then you can come up with the strategies and the tactics to go against it. And those are the things which could be branding, new product development, pricing, promotion, all the things that we can do strategies for, depending upon their needs and at what stage they are in their growth. So I got to go here, uh, Brian. I mean, this digital age we're in right now. I mean, what what is the balance uh, between digital and traditional advertising? That's another good question. I think there has to be a balance. What I've seen recently is too many people relying on just digital. And I I don't, I know it's affordable. I know it's a way that you can do things quickly. Uh, You can get in and out of it quickly without a long-term commitment, but it really depends upon what you're trying to accomplish. As I said, what you need to do. My belief is you need to have a blend of both traditional advertising and digital advertising. And again, advertising is, is, a, uh, is, a, is a tactic coming out of marketing. So you have to have your marketing in place first, but there's definitely an importance to digital platforms. It's a great way to engage. It's a great way to teach people about your brand. It's a great way to promote. But I also do think that there are traditional marketing tactics that need to be done. If you have a retail store, and you're in the retail business of any kind of franchising, in-store promotion, signage, and merchandising, that's a marketing tactic that some people forget about. Mm -hmm. But your store is a place where people come, and whether it's the drive-through, the parking lot, the exterior signage, all of that is the marketing responsibility. And you have to make sure that you take care of all those things on a traditional basis first. Makes sense. That's your showroom. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Your business is. With all of it, just in closing, uh, Brian, with all of your experience, you know, and your teachings, like you said, you, you do teach class as well. 
uh, any additional thoughts, advice that you'd want to give to someone on the franchisee level or franchisor level or both? Yeah, I think that one of the things I would say for franchisors is be a good listener to your franchisees. I, I know that when the franchisor ignored us or didn't listen to us, it really changed our feelings about them. Mm. You know, between franchisees, franchisees talk to each other and they're going to share their feelings about the franchisor uh, with each other. And I think you need to provide as a franchisor a forum for franchisees to be able to be heard. So that's how I talked about as I've managed before in the past ad councils or ad committees or marketing committees. It's really important to structure the business that way if you're a franchisor and also to make sure that you have field marketing leadership and support. Those things I think are critical to make sure that at the ground level, everything that you envision in this big marketing plan is executed. So that's what I would say in terms of my advice in terms of franchisors. And in terms of franchisees, I'd say be proactive versus reactive. Don't sit on the sidelines. You know, I had one client where they were in the business of having customers come to their window, place an order, and they would give them their product. So that was kind of the retail aspect of it. It was a food business, but the opportunity was there to get a lot of business through catering and marketing their business as a catering for businesses and family events and things like that. But the franchisees didn't have the mindset to be able to be proactive, to go and sell catering because they bought the business with the mindset that people were going to come to them. Mm. So it's making sure that you're proactive. And the ones that got it, their businesses increased significantly through this new revenue stream. So I think that being proactive versus reactive in marketing is really helpful. And that was an example I wanted to share of how it can work. Wow, great advice. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I always tease and say, this is not field of dreams, right? You don't build it and people just come. You have to be proactive. And exactly. And get them there. Well, Brian, a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for sharing. Great advice to business owners on how to accelerate their growth uh, through marketing efforts. Um, I just want to say thank you for being a guest on the Franchise Business Radio Show. Oh, you're welcome, Pam. It was a pleasure to be here. And thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. And I also want to go ahead and I want to thank our listeners. Thank you for tuning in, uh, as well as uh, our sponsors. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Franchise Business Radio Show, powered by Franchise City. Again, this is Pamela Curry, host of Franchise Business Radio Show as well as a certified franchise consultant. I do specialize in helping individuals or investors who are trying to navigate the waters of selecting a franchise and how to be further effective in doing your due diligence. The goal is to find a business that aligns for you and to make sure that you are making an educated and informed decision. Again, thank you for tuning in. If anyone is considering franchise business, uh, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. That's what I'm here for. I'd be happy to provide you with a complimentary franchise consultation call. This is Pamela Curry, Certified Franchise Consultant. Uh, thank you for tuning in and all the best.
Thank you again for joining Pamela Curry and her guests for the Franchise Business Radio Show, sponsored by Franchise Intellect, knowledge of the franchise community for franchise selection. More info at FranchiseIntellect.com. Also made possible in part by Franchise.City, a better way to buy a franchise. More info at Franchise.City. And FranServe, the world's largest franchise consulting and expansion organization. More info at FranServe.com. Use the social media links here to share today's show and check out more episodes at FranchiseBusinessRadio.com. Dot com.